July 29, 1920, Antwerp, Belgium. Dear Tova, Antwerp is a wonderful city. The people are so kind and generous, even the children. I play with them in the park outside my room. Gazelle is the name of a girl who reminds me of Hannah. She really isn't like Hannah at all now that I've come to know her. She's more practical and solid than Hannah. She brings her ball to the park and we play catch. I have learned many bouncing rhymes, though I don't always understand what I'm singing. The children laugh at my accent, but not in a cruel way. It seems I have lived in Antwerp always. The old couple I board with, Mary and Gaston, are kind to me. They enjoy when I speak with them in Flemish. Gaston laughs and claps his hands when I tell him a story about my day. Listen to her, Marie, he crows. Is she not wonderful? I can hardly believe that it ever felt strange to me here. The bridges over the canals, the market at the Grunaplatz, the beautiful carriages and horses trotting along the streets, the cabarets and the hula dancers, they are all so familiar to me now. I wish Mama and Papa were here, the boys too. And you, Tova, and Hannah, and Uncle Avram, and Bubby Ruth, everyone, I wish you were all here. How I would love to share this wonderful city with you. Not only are the people kind in Belgium, but the food is splendid. Sister Katrina and the lady from the HIAS have introduced me to so many new tastes. Almost always I eat in the market. It costs very little, so I'm saving Papa's money. And the food, Tova, you wouldn't believe. There is a fruit called a banana, colored yellow like a June sun and curved. You peel the skin off and underneath is a white fruit, so sweet and creamy it makes even Fruchlich's milk seem thin by comparison. And ice cream! If the people in Berachev could taste ice cream, they would give up eating everything else. In the afternoon, the ice cream man comes down King Street with the giant dog pulling his cart. He rings a little bell as he walks, and we crowd around him. The dog wags its tail and stands very still. I never knew such a dog and such a man. And there is chocolate, this food I found without anybody's help. Belgium chocolate, it is like biting off a little corner of heaven, even better than Mama's pastry. May she never hear me say that. I told Sister Katrina how much I like the chocolate. Now she always has a piece for me to eat with the tea she serves after my treatment. You must eat foods that are good for you too, Rivka, she says, not just chocolate. I know I answer, but often I eat nothing but ice cream and chocolate and bananas. See, Tova, I am a little clever. I have found one advantage to being on my own. I eat exactly as I please. Sister Katrina says the ringworm is beginning to heal. She is happy with my progress, but I can tell she worries that there is no hair yet. In Antwerp, it doesn't seem to matter that I have no hair. When I first arrived, the lady from the HIAS took me shopping. She took me to the department store and helped me choose some dresses. I needed new clothes. The Belgians fumigated all your belongings before they let you enter their country, just as the Polish do. Of course, the Belgians are far more kind in the way they treat you. But after two fumigations, my old clothes were falling to pieces. While I was shopping with the lady from the HIAS that first week, I saw a hat that I wanted, a hat that would cover my baldness. I thought if I only owned such a hat, it would not matter so much that I was bald, but I did not have the money. So I started saving, and as soon as I could, I returned to the department store. I would have, I would have that hat. With that hat, I would not be ashamed of the way I look. With that hat, I could hold my head up anywhere. But when I got to the store, the hat was gone, sold to someone else. We can make you another, said the sales clerk. 
She took my measurements without saying a word about the scabs on my head. A new hat was made just for me. It is black velvet with shearing. The brim has light blue velvet underneath. Now that the ringworm is clearing up, I don't have to wear handkerchiefs all the time. I don't have to sterilize every stitch of cloth that comes near my head. I don't have to look like a poor, needy immigrant Jew from Berchev. I'm hoping I can go to America soon. Sometimes I think I will lose my mind, longing for Mama, her yeasty hands, her red-cheeked face. And Papa, wrapped in his tallis, davening his knees, bent slightly, his body bobbing forward and back, praying in the gray light of dawn. I ache to smell the kindled Shabbat candles and to hear Papa and Mama's voice raised in prayer, just to hold them and to be held by them once more. I miss them so much. And the way Nathan brushed my hair, how he smoothed my tangled curls more gently than Mama ever did. I miss even Saul and his bug feet and his teasing. I wonder if I can learn to make ice cream when I get to America. I know it has something to do with milk from a cow. Maybe Bubby Ruth and Frulish can go into business. The Russians don't forbid Jews to make ice cream yet. At least, not that I know. Maybe Bubby Ruth can earn enough money to make ice cream. She can be as well to do as you and Hannah and Uncle Avram. If I can't get you and Bubby out of the old world, maybe I can at least give to you something from the new. Shalom, my cousin, Rivka.